All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. That's the Taylor Swift song. Oh, it's the sad one. It's the ballad. Man, don't you think that like rap with uh, female uh, pop stars is really having a, a thing right now? Like right now? Well, I I mean it's getting like I just found that like Rihanna had like a hardcore kind of like rap thing going with the Kendrick Lamar album, and then. The most recent N.E.R.D. song. Have you heard that? Lemons? I heard they have a new song called it's really Lemons. Good. And she's just like straight up rap. It's great. Rihanna. Yeah. Really? And it's good. I don't think either her or Pharrell wrote that rap. But, right. But uh, they performed it well. Future is on Taylor's new album. Oh, really? Yeah, which have I haven't you heard, heard Taylor's new album. No. Oh. And you know what? I'm having a really hard time. I'm trying to stay a fan of Taylor's here. Because it's not on Apple Music. It's not on Apple Music. And I think right. that's dog shit. Because yeah. that's how people listen to their music these days. I know they want people to hashtag selfie in Target with their new hard like bricks and mortar copy of Reputation. But right. I want to legitimately pay for your music. Yeah. I want to legitimately be a music uh, recipient. Mm-hmm. And I'm paying for a streaming service. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me to rip this off. So when do we when don't is it invite out? me to go on the internet and steal it? Do we know when it's out? Undetermined, but probably within a few days. I find it funny that uh, like Jay Z owns Title, mm-hmm. and they were kind of like Lemonade is staying on Title, and yeah. then Jay Z had an album out and it just dropped on Apple Music overnight. Yeah, because there I was no. I don't think it's lucrative. I don't think it makes any sense business wise. To yeah. withhold something that exists to the rest of the world. Because not that many... Well, I mean, I know Lemonade was like a huge album, but like... It's unusual. But so is Taylor Swift. Right. She's unprecedented. Yeah, but I mean, like, I can't name that many people that know that much off of Lemonade. No. You know? Like, a couple songs, maybe Formation. No, well, that's right. And, I mean, the secret there is a lot of white girls don't know any of those songs either, but she's still their spirit creature, or right. whatever the term is. Yeah. You know, anyway, I, I think I said my, my piece about Beyonce last week. Did you? She's overrated. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. She is. Every time you say that, it kind of makes me go like. <gasps> <laughs> it's shocking. <laughs> my God, not about B. No, I know. I know. Uh, so I, I find it frustrating because I don't, I, I wanted to listen to this record and it's apparently pretty good, you know, mm-hmm. and I haven't heard it yet. Right. I feel like it's her um, dark twisted fantasy. Maybe that's my Kanye reference. Maybe, but like when Kanye is mad, he means it, and yeah. Taylor's just like going with the motions of the big machine. That's true, so to speak. Yeah. So I find that kind of frustrating, yeah. but I'll I'll get to hear it eventually. It's mm-hmm. just so odd because she's the spokesperson for Apple Music. Well, that's what that's what I found super weird because there's videos of her or videos commercials of her running, singing, like rapping with Future. I right. think, and she, it was Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Because he was on uh, Bad Blood. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah. And she has a, a bit of a sordid history with Apple Music where she like implored them to change their their uh, their payment system for artists or something. And that was like effective. Plus, she had a run in with Spotify. So she's got like this weird history with streaming platforms. But at the end of the day, she is the spokesperson for Apple Music. Right. And that's the legitimate way a music fan receives music nowadays. Right. I want to have my thing legally on my phone. Mm-hmm. Your album, and like, you're asking me, you're inviting me to steal it. I would understand if it's like a week later. 
I think or it is some sort of deal. Like, I think so it it'll is. still be out, but that's still a long time. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know you can listen to other stuff. Yeah, for a week. She was on Jimmy Fallon last night. Oh yeah, she wasn't supposed to be on Jimmy Fallon, but it was his first show back since his mom died. Wow, he took a whole week of shows off when his mom suddenly died and. They didn't I, really have any like. Huge... I didn't even know that happened. Yeah, it was pretty sad because I don't. I, she was only sixty eight, and I, I don't know if she had cancer or something. But he kind of teared up a little bit on the show. Yeah, uh, and they they asked Taylor, who had been in town for Saturday Night Live, would you come and sing a song off the new record? And she sang this ballad called New Year's New Year's Eve, I think New Year's Day, um, and she altered some of the lyrics to to reference a story Jimmy had told about his mom earlier in the show. Okay. So that kind of hit you like a ton of bricks. Right. And that kind of felt like like sincere, good songwriter Taylor Swift again, which we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Because she was hardcore lip syncing in that first song on SNL. Yeah, was she ever? And to the point where she straight up like backed off the, the front track and yeah. the song kept going. And I was like, wasn't she doing that part? Yeah. Just that's her voice ago. but now her mouth isn't moving yeah. <laughs> yeah and then she was kind of like like belting out parts but it was clearly way lower than the rest of the song we like, also really noticed low. her mic was low and it was low on the second song too which i don't think she was lip syncing right but she wasn't uh mixed well with the music no it's kind of weird what did you think of snl this week <laughs> that was good <laughs> I, too, I like you know what tiffany haddish one of those people that i think you know she's got a very like she's got such a vibe about her but they used it like the boo boo jeffries boo boo jeffries man was so rihanna rihanna <laughs> so funny beyonce Bia. when she came back out during update wearing the same dress from the monologue yeah i thought that might happen at yeah. some point and i was so happy and just started going like hoo, 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 hoo. <laughs> yeah she was really funny i don't i still haven't seen anything with tiffany haddish in it now it's my she, understanding she's on the carmichael show i guess yes but it's my understanding she is the melissa mccarthy of girls trip okay. to bridesmaids right like sure. just this but impossibly funny woman right who most of us don't really know who turned up in this smash movie i knew nothing about girls trip until i think last week yeah when I started hearing about Tiffany Haddish through SNL, and apparently it's like a really funny movie. Well, it didn't make a ton of money because, unfortunately, our culture mm-hmm. compartmentalized it into the Tyler Perry category because really? of its predominantly black cast. Sure. Uh, well, I, I should, I'm not agreeing with that, but no, but that that's what happened. Yeah. Okay. Except for that, the reviews were like, "Oh, hang on, this is spectacularly funny. It's broadly funny." Right. So it's definitely worth a watch. All right. Have you seen it? No, but no. I, but I think it's worth a watch for yeah, that yeah, reason. Definitely. And I guess yeah, I guess she like is a scene stealer in it. She's really funny. Um, Speaking of, uh, of of the oppression of black culture, <laughs> okay. Uh, it was announced today, the Golden Globes are going to recognize Get Out in the comedy category. Oh, that's which is a disaster. That's a weird one. It's a disaster. You know that movie about the commodification <laughs> of black culture by these abductor violent white people who yeah. ultimately drive our protagonist to lose all faith in humanity so, while murdering a group of murderous so white people. This is what I'm getting from that is they didn't think it was good enough to be in the best drama category. Which isn't cool because it is good enough to be in the best drama category. I think so. but It, it wasn't know. expensively made. No. No, no. And, and I just think that they thought, we're really going to be screwed. It's going to be an Oscar so white situation if we don't include this. But maybe in their heart of hearts felt that something else actually... So why not stick it in the drama category instead of Battle of the Sexes, the Billie Jean King story, which couldn't have been that good. You know? Right. Like, <laughs> couldn't j- have been that good. Just, just by... Who's vir- in that? 
Uh, Emma Stone and Steve Carell. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I'm sure it's fine. And that's in the best picture category? We don't know. Oh. We don't know. So how, why do you think that Get Out is? Because they've been they've been entered for consideration. Oh, for nomination. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, So gotcha. it's pre-nomination. Oh, I see. But if and when it gets nominated, it'll be exclusively in comedy categories. Has Jordan Peele spoken out about this? No, and it, it just happened today. I guess because we understand him as a comedy guy mm-hmm. that's part of the reason it's in there you remember a couple of years ago when the martian won a best comedy at the golden globe yeah that was a big problem and that really silenced the comedy culture yeah because though there are chuckles in the martian and there are chuckles in get out these are dramatic stories mm-hmm. in fact they're both about really big real world dramatic things mm-hmm. you know yeah so it's kind of a bummer <laughs> it's kind of like the white people at the hollywood foreign press really missed the point yeah, I'm just going to sit back and watch how this one goes because yeah. I can't see it not picking up steam. And No, it's already picked up story. some steam. Oh, yeah? It's like, is this the joke? Right. It's, it's really weird. Right. And like I said, just by virtue of the clicks generated from Get Out, the blogs, mm. the hot yeah, takes, just totally. just, just the, the thinking that it forced people to do yep. has earned it its spot. Yep. Because yeah. most movies don't generate that much discussion. It was not a passive watch. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, what other movies are kind of in the discussion right now? And who's hosting Golden Globes? Do you know that yet? I don't know who's hosting the Golden Globes. Last year it was an NBC production. I just remember Jimmy Fallon hosted it. Right. Uh, okay. And the Oscars are still ABC because Kimmel's doing it again. Right. I don't know if we know who's who's doing okay. the Globes. All right. We'll keep uh, we'll keep on Golden Globe Watch 2018. So we're pre Justice League right now. That's gonna yeah. that's gonna happen pretty soon. I, I saw that trailer tonight and I thought. That doesn't look that good. No, I mean, uh, Batman v Superman wasn't that good. Right. Although it wasn't as bad as everybody sure. was kind of indicating. It reminded me more of Suicide Squad than any other trailer that I've seen. All of these movies are tremendously disappointing. Except yeah. the big thing you might forget is that since all that, we've had Wonder Woman. Yeah, no, I, I remember that. Which really, which really changed the game for DC and it's yeah. kind of their saving grace. So at the big premiere mm-hmm. this weekend... Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot. It's Gal Gadot. We've all uh, had to relearn. It's not Gadot. No, and I only learned that from when she did her, hi, I'm Gal Gadot, and I'm hosting Saturday Night Live with musical guests, blah, 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 this weekend. Hmm. She. I thought she had it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we were all saying it right. Well, Gadot, Gadot, Gal sure. uh, actively avoided press on the red carpet. Um, I don't know why it was Ben Affleck, except for that maybe he's sick of talking about Harvey Weinstein. Right. Uh, turns out she was avoiding press because it's come out, and this is really rich. This is this is sweet. Um, she has gone to Warner Brothers execs and mm-hmm. said, by the way, after Justice League, I will not be playing Wonder Woman anymore. You can count me out from playing Wonder Woman. I refuse to play Wonder Woman so long as Brett Ratner works right. for this company. Yeah. Which is awesome it's really smart because she knows they're gonna do whatever she wants and you she has them by the balls you saw the big ellen page reveal about brett ratner it was horrifying yeah yeah, he outed her on the set of x-men when she was 18 years old yeah in in a very distasteful way i mean it's always distasteful (laughs) about somebody but it's the grossest thing ever yeah i mean and who are we like like as i heard on a podcast we're in the kind of like duh phase of of this happening so far like okay kevin spacey brett ratner right uh louis ck even like there's all, sure. all kind of stuff you john heard travolta about. was today oh really yeah I, I but, but that, not yeah. new things it's just previous rumors are now coming back right okay yeah yeah, 
Yeah, it's even the lead singer of Brand New really? has allegations against him. A lot like, of showrunners too, like oh, the, really? like Matthew Weiner from from yeah. Mad Men, the yeah. showrunner of One Tree Hill, apparently. Whoever okay. that is, I don't know. George Takai has had to field yeah. some. Uh, yeah, what's his name from from uh, from uh, Trans uh, Transparent and Rest of Development? Oh, Jeff. Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor he's had a little bit. Really? Yeah, there's a couple of different tiers of it. Now, yeah. Like, he's not, like, he's not being witch-hunted, for the lack of a less overused term. Right. Um, but Bill Burr said some interesting stuff on his podcast yesterday in, in, in reference to the Louis C.K. situation, which I frankly agree with. And you have to be careful about how you phrase it, because you don't want to misspeak, and you don't want the witch-hunt to come after you. I'm not excusing any uh, of this behavior. But we do seem to be collectively developing uh, a, a, a probably bad habit of lumping all of these people into the same degree of evilness. Mm -hmm. And so, allegedly across the board, of course. But somebody in 1982 telling an 18-year-old intern, hey, you got a great ass, is right. gross. It's not the same as holding a fourteen-year-old boy down on a bed. Right. It's not that those are not. They might both be assholes, but they're yeah. not both equally bad. Right. I don't know if they both Was ought that... to be blacklisted for. Like, I don't know. Is that what George George Takai said? You got a great ass. Is that who we're? No, that was a hypothetical. That? Oh, okay. But I'm just saying there are like there are degrees of evilness. Yep. And there is the potential for. I don't know. I, don't, I was going to say there's the potential for for uh, people changing. Brian Cranston made the mistake of saying that today. Uh, that, that, that we shouldn't we shouldn't ever write people off. We should always be willing to forgive. But he's probably not. I mean, I don't know, but probably not. But it's less likely he is a victim of of the sexual abuse that a lot of these right. women have been. So it's not for me to say either. It's very hard to speak on. It. <laughs> it's a really hard. It's a really hard one to speak. Very on. very hard to speak on it. Uh, in in Kevin Spacey news though, it's come out he has no morality clause in his producers contract i'm in, so interested on, to know what morality clause means it means the network or the production uh reserves the right to dismiss you if it comes to light that you have done anything that will reflect badly on the company or the production oh i see which is for example how charlie sheen lost his job on two and a half men right he's behaving poorly this looks bad on cbs and two and a half men yep. and he's a toxic person to have around we completely reserve the right to get rid of him okay and we don't owe him anything. Right. Uh, Kevin Spacey actively did not have a morality clause in the show where he was one of the bosses. And so it looks as though in order to fire him from House of Cards and then continue production without completely uh, shutting down production, they're going to have to pay him probably tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. Sim <laughs> similarly with, uh, with how Bill O'Reilly was let go from Fox right. News. Yeah. I think it could be that way. It's a drag. Yep. <laughs> it's a bummer yep. to pay somebody to be gropey. Honestly, doesn't surprise me at all. No, not at all. No. Like, I I could have called that from a thousand miles away, that he's still going to get paid big time for it. So last week after we finished taping the podcast, mm -hmm. immediately this thing breaks about Ridley Scott's new movie, All the Money in the World. Yes. Which is a true story about a very rich guy, I guess, who I'm not really familiar with the story of, whose mm -hmm. grandson, I believe, was taken for ransom. Right. Uh, 
and Kevin Spacey has starred in this movie, mm -hmm. All the Money in the World, to the point where the trailer came out two months ago. Like, yeah. this movie is done, it's in the can, it's ready to show at festivals starting in December, yeah. and they have decided to replace Kevin Spacey with Christopher Plummer in this film, which means they got to go back to the drawing board, and they got six weeks to get it all done and all reshot, yeah. and still get it out for release date, which is, as of now, not being moved. Yeah. Which is unprecedented. Totally. And cool. Yeah, I mean... And Christopher Plummer's 20 years older than Kevin Spacey. So when, when is this coming out? Is that going to be... Is Plummer going to become a verb for, like, covering over someone's <laughs> wrongdoings? Well, somebody... Just plumber it. Somebody said on Twitter the other day that we should have uh, Christopher Plummer tour the country doing Louis C.K. stand-up. Right. <laughs> well, isn't it kind of funny that... SNL kind of went at Louis C.K. a little yeah. bit. Like, they kind of had to acknowledge it, but... Uh, He's a friend of the show, though. But there's people that are definitely friends with Louis C.K. on that show. Yeah, for like sure. Like, Melissa... Or, Melissa. Um, who's the one I'm thinking of? That was A.D. Bryant. A.D. Bryant. Why was it? Yeah, I, you're right. A.D. Bryant's, like, I think tight with him. I know, and we have some opportunities to talk about Louis later on. Sure. So maybe we'll save it, but... You're right. It's interesting the way people react when this news comes out. Yeah, totally. Mark Marin taught, he did an amazing monologue before his interview yesterday on WTF. Okay. He told a 25 minute story uh, about his own awkward experience with uh, the abuse of power when it comes to sex when he was a university student. You should really go listen to it. Oh, interesting. So, uh, so it's someone abusing him. He was not like, hey, I realize that maybe sometimes I. He act. would probably not say he was abused. Right. But. Power was abused for sure. Sure, okay. And he was the victim in that situation. Okay, it's a good it's a good listen. He doesn't talk about Louis a lot, but it relates to how he's affected by Louis. Sure. And what he says is basically like, look, right or wrong, I am disgusted by what my friend did. Yeah. I don't. I. I. This is like abhorrent, and I am really disappointed in my friend. But I don't think this is the time for me to stop being friends with my friend. Is oh sure. He, and I. I kind of respect that. Yeah. Well, I was kind of wondering. Or I think is, my friend needs me. I I was kind of wondering, is there any people? Because, I mean, as bad as it is, like, you don't want to, when you ha when you commit to a friendship. Yeah. Like, what's the point where you cast that person away into, like, you're on your own for everybody? Yeah. Like, I mean, I there's don't know. no coming back from that. I don't know. I like to think that if something ever happened... Oh, where are you going with this? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Lord. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Rumors began circling about Colin Sweets <laughs> and his misconduct. Total hypothetical. Total hypothetical here. <laughs> These rumors have been around for years. <laughs> Finally, someone had the strength. <laughs> I'm breaking it here. <laughs> no. uh, so there's this thing in the New York Times. <laughs> and it's about to come out. <laughs> oh, God. In an hour. Just keep watching. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I That's... I mean, you just wonder, you wonder what would happen in a situation like that. Yes. You would wonder. I guess, I guess. You know, someone, maybe someone that you didn't expect it to happen to and you're like, oh, there's now this accusation. I'm good friends with this person. Let, let me drop uh, what a do bomb. I do? Let me drop a bomb. This is not exclusive to show business, which by the way, uh, in an ex by extension, we do sort of work in mm -hmm. and we work in a predominantly male-centric industry that has a history of being a little bit oppressive of women. I'm not saying our office does, okay. but our, our industry certainly has yeah. that reputation. I'm sorry. So <laughs> there is no question. We know people who have been scummy to women. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean... And, and we know people who we would never expect 
have been scummy to women. I'm sure of it. Ooh. Yeah. I'm possible. sure of it. And I'm I mean, sure I'm sure we, I'm sure everyone I'm does. sure it's true of every industry. I think <laughs> you know, that's what this whole, this whole two or three month story is bringing to light is that this is everywhere. That's what right. hashtag me too is about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think of like, you think of like the financial industry. Yes. It's happening there. You think of, yes, every, everyone is a two. That's my hashtag. <laughs> everyone is a two. Hashtag me too. Hashtag everyone is a two. <laughs> yes. There's a new hashtag that's trending. Is there? In relation to, you know, Roy Moore. This yeah. This cowboy yeah. hat, leather <laughs> yeah. vest guy. Woody. Uh, he, yeah, bad Woody. People have been hashtagging me at 14 and posting a picture of them at 14. Oh, The wow. idea being, this is what a 14-year-old looks like. Yeah. And Roy Moore allegedly had a relationship with a 14-year-old when he was <laughs> in his 30s. Wow. Yeah. Me at 14 would be, (laughs) I kind of want to post a picture of me at 14 now. I know. Well, yeah. I can do it. Yeah. If I find a picture of me at 14, that's all I need. As long as Republicans are not denouncing this guy, Mm -hmm. they can never use Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey against liberals. Because for like a minute, a hot minute, it looked like that was going to be their big card. Every time we accused them of being gross, they were going to go, well, what about Harvey Weinstein who gave all that money to the Clinton organization? He's just as evil right. as you're saying we are. But I mean, they, they got nothing. Dude, is it true that people don't know where Harvey Weinstein is right now? I'm sure somebody knows where Harvey Weinstein <laughs> he's is. Like, right he's not like living above Whoville. I don't know if cave. he's like in the Maldives or something or somewhere <laughs> without extradition or something. There were some, there were the first pictures of Kevin Spacey since his fall from grace were, were uh, released this morning by some paparazzi organization, Gawker or no Gawker's gone now, right? They're defunct. Yeah. TMZ or so. somebody. Anyway, it's just, it's a through the hedges picture of Kevin Spacey wearing a ball hat and sunglasses, carrying a yoga mat on his way to some session at his, quote unquote sex edition clinic oh really yeah do people always just is that the fallback they go f- through sex addiction counseling whenever the claims well, come that out about was them? the pr move when you got a dui i'm working on my problems i'm sorry for those who are disappointed in me right i'm gonna become a better person they're just using the same model for a crime that is heinously different right right whereas whereas don't you think that the the person who's possibly addressed the issue the best so far has been louis i mean it's real yeah i mean i, I mean, don't so I don't he's know. coming straight out and he's saying yeah. i actually did these things yeah he he wrote like a big long thing saying i did it i don't know i don't know how i feel about it because i uh i know a lot of people are angry that he didn't say sorry in that letter. Oh, interesting. He, he didn't, didn't say sorry? Say the, oh, that's exact, exactly. I yeah. mean, like, no, the words, if you do a control F, <laughs> you won't find the word sorry. But like when he says, I don't know how to ever forgive myself, or like there's other things right. that, that are sorry, right? but they're not the words I'm sorry. So I don't know. I, I've spoken to these people, and I've I've admitted to them my wrong. Like, so, I mean... I don't know. It's another one of those things where I don't know if I'm allowed to know. So to quote Jay Beebs, is it too late now to say sorry? <laughs> well, because if you consider what the next line of the song is, <laughs> yeah, it really falls apart. Stay away. It really loses its seams. Yep. So Lord of the yep. Rings. Hillary Clinton isn't going to be walking out to that anytime soon. <laughs> you imagine? Yeah. 
Lord of the Rings is the other one we should talk about. The show? Yeah. So did we talk about this on the podcast last week? We did. So it's developed since then. Okay. Uh, it's Amazon that okay. wants their own Lord of the Rings. As if the only reason people watch Lord of the Rings is the dragons and the 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 furry coats yeah. and the swords. It's about the story. It's not about... You don't need a medieval show if you yeah. want a Game of Thrones. Well, there's a lot you of, need a good show. There's a lot of rich... Um, you know, fantasy out there. Yes, but most people don't want it. The fact that Game of Thrones has broken through as a mainstream thing is mm. unexpected. It should be niche. Right. Lord of the Rings, however massive and and celebrated, until those amazing Peter Jackson movies, was niche. Only nerds read Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Now, it's been ordered for multiple series, mul- multiple seasons at Amazon, and... Obviously, against the best wishes of everybody on the internet. Um, but now it looks like it is going to be uh, previous to the storyline of Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. It's not going to be centered on Bilbo and Frodo. And so it's going to be between The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings? It's, they're just going to play around in the universe, the okay. Tolkien, the Middle-Earth universe. Okay. I don't even know if it's going to be about a ring of power. Mm-hmm. Or what if it's like non, uh, you know, it's not connecting. Like it's just all, like five, like Black Mirror style. Well, that'd be cool. Different stories from like around the. Well, that's kind of that's kind of what the Silmarillion is. It's like okay. it, it, you'd be really so it's like an anthology of yes, you'd stories. really be reaching to call the Silmarillion a novel. It's okay. got a lot of stories in it. There's like a whole network of stuff going on in here. Uh, and maybe they're going to use that, but it's really more of like a text of what's going on than it is a through-line story. Right. So okay. I think they're going to use that as the basis to build an extended Tolkien universe. Mm-hmm. Okay. It won't ever overlap with the movies that we know and love, which is probably best. And maybe we can get on board with that. Right. Yeah. I, I'm i not super excited about it, honestly. No, I'm not either. I don't really... And it's a couple years down the road. Yeah. I, we'll see what where Amazon. We'll see what Amazon owns by then. I mean, it, it changes pretty fast. They could be, you know, multiple Oscar winners by then. I guess they already are. Yeah. So, oh boy, we'll see what what Chief Bezos does about it. How That's right. Whole, whole Foods he's eating. Maybe they'll be in Halifax by then. Halifax, one of the two hundred and thirty seven cities. Two hundred thirty chasing after that HQ. I. Uh, don't know how much of a chance we have at that one. Apparently, we have a top eight chance. No. Apparently, we have a top because of our facility. We have the real estate like, like nobody has, and we're and oh, we're, just like a lot of open space. Shannon Park. Oh. And okay. and we have a a booming uh, tech startup industry. Yeah. Well, I mean, not compared to like. Most other places. Yeah, but it's cheap for them to come here, right? They don't want to come to Chicago. No, but even like somewhere with a, I don't know, a transit system like Ottawa or like Ottawa has a huge tech. Well, well, I don't remember what the, what the number one contender is, Yeah, but the number one contender has like an 86 percentile chance of getting it. And we have, we're in the top eight, but the bottom seven of that eight don't matter because it's going to be whoever it is. Someone, someone said to me, North Carolina. Maybe it was that. Yeah. It was Raleigh, North Carolina or something. <laughs> Raleigh? Did you yeah. just pick Raleigh? Isn't that the capital it's of North like Carolina? it's like Raleigh, North Carolina. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I think it is. Charlotte? Yeah. Charlotte, North Carolina. That's South Carolina. Charlotte, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> we're backing off this one. Yeah. <laughs> we have no idea what we're Somebody talking Somebody Google about. it and tweet it to us. Yeah. <laughs> 
the writer of It, the movie It, is making an Are You Afraid of the Dark movie. Isn't that Stephen King? No, the movie, the screenwriter. Oh, okay, gotcha. The person who making is. Making Are You Afraid of the Dark movie. Yeah, it's making a comeback. Was that popular anywhere other than Canada? I thought it was a Canadian thing, too. It is a Canadian thing. Yeah. I know it's out of Canada, but that would be cool if other people are watching it. Yeah. So that was kind of that going around terrifying. today. That I was terrifying. I mean, I've, I've only just this year started being able to watch stuff that's even remotely scary. And, have like, you, and that's evidenced by our talk last week about Stranger Things, where I was like, because it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. It's a terrifying show. It is so, scary. So is are you have you watched any Are You Afraid of the Dark? No, I didn't watch it back Neither then. Neither have I. Or Goosebumps. I, I didn't watch that either. I mean, I watched it back then, and I remember it like keeping me up. I, I had to close my eyes during the commercials. Man, there are many episodes of Wishbone that gave me the jitters. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Was it the Don Quixote episode? No, I think it was the Frankenstein episode, the Mary Shelley episode. Okay. I think it really spooked me. I did not. Well, I definitely saw that one because I think I saw every episode of Wishbone. Look, who didn't? Who among us didn't suffer <laughs> through the odd scary? <laughs> Tweet us. The odd scary episode we of Wishbone. Do Wishbone next episode. That would be so funny. <laughs> we actually could just do Well, the new things. Hey Arnold movie is coming out. We could do a Hey Arnold episode in wow. correspondence. I, I wasn't huge in Hey Arnold. I liked like, Hey Arnold. It was a little, well, people were into it around my age. But It was weird. It was a weird one. Yeah. Yep. Football head. Super Mario Brothers getting a movie. That's the big story today. It already had a movie. Yeah, it did. It was amazing. But you know what? It <laughs> Amazingly was, horrible. It was obviously a horrible live action movie. Yep. This, I, I remember loving it at the time. I, thought it was I don't so think cool. I ever saw it. Yeah. This is going to be an animated movie. And honestly, of all the gratuitous animation they have made, planes and emoji movie and mm. sing and all of these movies we don't need, the secret life of pet. Like, yeah. <laughs> All of those movies we've had, it's honestly overdue for a, a really well-made, uh, not live-action, but animated Super Mario. I Press agree movie. with that. There, there is a, like, a huge expanded existing universe. universe. You yeah. can make it look as clear as it does on the Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. and those are funny characters we know and love. How is How are the Mario games on Nintendo Switch? Have you played oh, any of it? so good. Really? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so Super Mario Odyssey just came out. Uh, last month, and yeah. I haven't played it a whole lot yet, but it's really very. You incredible. have it though. I have it. Uh, it really it, it uses classic NES Mario. Okay. So that you can like, kind of like, it's obviously very three dimensional and mm-hmm. and very um, vibrant, but like you can go into two dimensional mode for certain stages and everything. Plus, Becky and I have been playing Mario Kart Eight a lot. Cool. How's but, that? Great. I got this adapter that lets you use GameCube controllers on the Switch. And the GameCube had the best controllers in Nintendo history. Really? Yes. Are people still loving Switch? Is that like going to be the new yeah. thing? Is it's it taking a lot of share away from PS4? It's and... on track to sell more than the Wii sold in its first Christmas. No way. And the Wii was gigantic in its first two Christmases. Yeah. Yeah. It's doing very well. Crazy. I'm a big fan. Excellent. I uh, always want one. We'll never buy one, I don't think. I understand. I'm just worried. You're worried? Yeah. For my my spare time, where's my? Oh my no, it do? does eat up some of my time. You're right. Yeah. I've definitely logged over 200 hours on. I it. already so, want to log out permanently from like all of my social media. Yeah, this is such great escapism, though. The way I see it is like if if I wasn't playing this, I'd probably be watching TV. Sure. Yeah, it's almost like a. It's kind of like reading a book. 
Well, it's problem solving to yep. a degree. You're and using different, uh, your dexterity. Plus, I'm not really into extremely violent. I don't like war games. Sure. I mean, I, I don't like, think that actually has that much of a negative impact on you anyway. It doesn't. You're absolutely <laughs> right. There's a big part of me that wants to bring my Switch to work for like when I have an hour off in the middle of the day. I just don't want to talk to people about it. So many people would come in. Yeah, I don't, want, I don't want people to ask me what it is. <laughs> I don't want, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Give everyone the tutorial on how to use it. Not interesting. Here, you want to try? Please <laughs> Say no, please say no, please, please say no. Uh, ben Affleck, we mentioned Ben Affleck, right? Yes. So he is apparently looking for a way out of Matt Reeves's The Batman. Oh, doesn't want to do it. That's a big thing. It's it's such a it's such an interesting development, and it's so sad because when he first got invited to be Bruce Wayne for the big DC uh, competition series, basically. Yeah. The idea was, well, this guy's an Oscar-winning director and screenwriter. Mm-hmm. Why don't we, uh, why don't we have him write the thing and star in it, and right. and let him take the reins? And finally, we'll have somebody who knows what they're doing. And he wrote a script, and obviously, the board members tore it apart to the point where he's like, "Fine, you do it." Then they hire this guy Matt Reeves to direct and write the thing, and Ben Affleck says, "Fine, I'll just star in it." Right. And now he doesn't want to do that. Now either. he does not want to do it. Who did um, the original one? Batman, or who did Batman vs. Superman? That was Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder, who's not with DC anymore because his son died? His daughter oh, wow. died? Yeah, it was a terrible situation. Oh, yeah. Was he kind of noted as the better one? No. Not, no. not especially. Ah, okay. His movies were kind of like pointlessly dark. and. Gotcha. Yeah. What Did he do like Watchmen or something? Who did Watchmen? Maybe he did Watchmen. Well, I'm, I'm getting him confused, I think, with who did Sin City and 300. Oh, that's uh, uh, Miller? Frank Miller? Well, Frank Miller did the artwork in, did, in the oh, comic okay. books, but I don't... Somebody did those movies. <laughs> did they? Yeah. I have no idea. It totally forgot. Matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I was going to say before about, because we're talking about Affleck again, Gal Gadot, the second part Gadot. of that, Gal Gadot, the second part of that extraordinary uh, baller move she did against Warner Brothers, which they have no choice but to obey, mm-hmm. is that uh, no good deed goes unpunished because in doing that, now she started a Twitter storm of people angry with her for not denouncing Israel's oppression of Palestine. Oh my God. <laughs> Wow. Well, sure, she's doing that for women, but what about Palestine? <laughs> she's not winning every war for us. Oh, my God. She's a movie star. Yeah. It's such bananas. So many bananas. <laughs> it is a bunch of bananas. Uh, Bill Murray is going to have his own unscripted show about baseball on Facebook. <laughs> Original programming from Facebook starring Bill Murray. Unscripted series about baseball. I find it hard to buy in on this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I. I you respect Bill Murray. I, I love Bill Murray. Yeah. But how are you going to do an unscripted, unscripted live, or unscripted recorded? Kind of like I don't know if it's going to be like a like a highlights thing, but with the humor of Bill Murray, or if he's going to play a character, right? But it's unscripted. I don't even know what to keep it. Is it like Curb Your Enthusiasm, but in like the the dugout? Or? I don't know, because even Curb Your Enthusiasm, while improv-based, is scripted in that it's beaded out. You have to get from here to here to here. Yeah. And this is the story we're going to tell. Right. It is like unscripted is the civilized term for reality TV. <laughs> right. That's what that means. So, so it's going to be a, a reality baseball show? On Facebook, no less. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> I know. So confused. Yeah, it does seem weird. But 
Bill Murray's weird. Star Wars. Don't know anything about it. So Ryan Johnson, who directed Star Wars Episode Eight, mm-hmm. which we have reason to believe is going to be very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have even more reason to believe that now, and that Lucasfilm has granted Ryan Johnson his own Star Wars trilogy. Wow. Okay. So not Episode Ten, Eleven, Twelve. For what? They're going to let him direct his own, write and direct his own Star Wars trilogy within the Star Wars universe, not concerning the Skywalkers or that particular timeline. Go away, make us something existing in this universe, we'll release it. So is there still going to be a Bob- Boba Fett movie? No, I don't think that was ever going to happen. Oh, okay. Uh, so Boba-, Boba Fett is the... <laughs> Honest Trailer said this week that Boba Fett is Barb from Stranger Things. <laughs> this character was not supposed to matter that fans for some for reason... For some reason really picked up on <laughs> yeah. it. And I, th- I honestly think a lot of his, a lot of his um, fame came from... Action figures. The O.C., Oh, maybe. The I mean, OZ and he Seth existed before and, that. Yeah. But, I, of course he existed before that. But like, were people huge on Boba Fett? Yeah, it was an action yeah. figure thing. Yeah. His action figure was cool. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. His action figure is cool. Can yeah. I talk about how I schooled Jen's little cousin last week? Please do. And how he goes, I was like, oh yeah, so this is the point. He, he asked a question, well, like, what's going on in Star Wars right now? And I said, well, uh, the Sand people just knocked... Luke out and uh, Obi-Wan. You're watching Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. Obi-Wan's good. No, no. We're watching um, uh, New Hope. Oh, okay. And I'm like, so Obi-Wan's going to come like save him right now. Mm. And he goes, they're not called sand people. They're called Tusken Raiders. (laughs) And I went, what? I mean, they are. called Tusken Raiders? Yeah. And I was like, they're called sand people in this movie. He's like, no, they're not. And then... The next scene was Luke and Obi-Wan discussing how the sand people were. And then I just searched Tusken Raiders, and the first line is like, better known as sand people. Yeah. And I was like, listen, kid, mm-hmm. I know you play a lot of the games and stuff. And know that I, And then, like, at one point, the Cantina Band was playing. And I was like, do you know the Cantina Band name? And he goes, no. And I was like, <laughs> they're called Figuring Dan and the Modal Nodes. <laughs> and I was just, like, trying to shove down his throat how much I knew about it. It's Star. widely known that they're called Tuscan Raiders also. Is it? Yes, definitely. But they gave Why them... Tuscan? Are they Italian? I don't know, because they... they're in the sun. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Uh, it, it doesn't... They only did that because they realized after the fact that sand people sound super racist. Oh, sounds interesting. Like a, sounds like a racial slur. Wow. So they gave them a more proper name. Gotcha. Yes. Okay, well, I'll, I'll adopt that and stop using the term <laughs> sand people. Yeah, don't say sand people too loud. Because I think they're, they're going to have their own movement now. <laughs> Hashtag me too. <laughs> Hashtag I'm a sand person. So uh, in addition to Ryan Johnson's own Star Wars trilogy, which would be amazing if it was like Old Republic or something. Yeah. If they could go pre-Phantom Menace, if they could go real, like way back into when like the Jedi were... We're just everywhere. Yeah. People want to see that so badly. Totally. Uh, They've also now officially announced their live action Star Wars TV series, not to be on Netflix, but to be on Disney's Uh, private streaming streaming service, service, which they're going to launch to combat Netflix. They also said this week that they're going to be considerably cheaper than Netflix. But boo. Boo? Yeah. Well, like why? It's only going to mean Disney stuff? Mm -hmm. That's... That's such a small. They should be considerably cheaper than Netflix. Right. Okay, but way less. If 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 Netflix is nine bucks a month or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. ten bucks a month, and they're considerably cheaper, so they're six bucks a month. Wouldn't you pay six bucks to watch the new Star Wars series? Watch anything Disney? Oh yeah, sure. 
Yeah. Plus I'm, everything Disney. Like, remember when we were kids and they'd be like, for the first time the in 35 years, Bambi is being released <laughs> from the Disney vault. You can watch Bambi. And kids when, were like, Bambi. You can watch finally. Bambi whenever you want now. That's for true. For $6 a month. I feel like I can anyway. Yeah, you probably can. But I'm an adult. But legitimately. <laughs> I'm an adult. I can watch Bambi whenever I want. <laughs> I make that call. Uh, you're the villain in, in Bambi. Just don't ever forget that. I shoot deer. Actually, there were a couple deer while we were watching Star Wars. This is going to sound contrived at this point, right. but there were a couple deer on my street while we were watching Star Wars with Jen's little cousin. Didn't that land well? It did. Were they sand people? <laughs> no, they were deer people. They weren't like holding staffs above their heads and grunting. Well, one was doing that. Right, okay. But, <laughs> but he ran off. But you're very sure he was not a Tuscan Raider? No, definitely okay. a deer. Okay. I saw Murder on the Orient Express the other night. How was it? It was great. Oh, you thought it was it's good? It's like not doing that well critically. Yeah. It was so fun. Well, it's got a lot to live up to. I think there's probably a lot of comparisons made from the Yeah, there was a big movie in 1974, and it's this famous book, obviously. Yeah. For people who already know where it's going, yeah. it's very hard to keep the suspense. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I was guessing all the way through because I, d- I didn't know the story, and the cast is great, and it's very stylish. It's got kind of a Wes Anderson style, yeah. but it's... I heard the Orient Express did it. Yeah, it was the train all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I heard it was the hunter from Bambi. <laughs> I heard it was a Tuscan Raider. Mm. <laughs> you imagine it was a Tuscan Raider. <laughs> That'd be a twist. Um, did you hear about uh, uh, what were we talking about? We were ta- uh, so you liked Murder on the Orient Express? Totally. It was yeah. Good. I would totally recommend it. It was a blast. Ah, oh, there was another movie thing I was going to get to, but I think that cider just hit me too quick. Thor, was it Thor related? No, I haven't seen Thor yet. I saw The Big Sick. It was good. It was good. Not as good as I thought it was. It was overhyped be. for you at this point. It was point. overhyped. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, that was a that was a, a good solid. It was movie. really hilarious. Yeah. And lovely. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe it was just because it was so overhyped. I was really expecting a lot. So it was Baby Driver, but Baby Driver lived up to it for me. Baby Driver was something, man. But it's harder with a comedy, I guess. Maybe can we keep watching Baby Driver? Do you think Conversation we're having tonight. Sure. Do you think the girl in Baby Driver, the love interest? Yeah, what's her De- name? Deborah. Lily Collins. Deborah. Um, do you think Downton that Abbey. she was supposed to be uh, interesting? Didn't yeah. know that. Do you think that she was supposed to be trashy or innocent girl next door? Uh, she was definitely not supposed to be trashy. Yeah, okay. No, that's not the right word. I know what you mean. That's not the word you're looking for. Yeah. Was she supposed to be like like a Rizzo? Yeah. Like kind of like hard, but like also like confident. And... Would it make more sense if I described her as a rough ticket? <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I love that term. This is legitimately the conversation that Jen and I were having. Why? Why, are you, why what inspired this? Because clearly she's supposed to be like a... Like a pale-faced sweetheart who is naive. And like- exactly. A sweetheart, naive. Jen said something to the effect of, yeah, that like uh, the trashy girl. And I was like, trashy? Why is she trashy? Because her name is Deborah and she works in a diner? I was like, I was like, I don't know. She's like trying to make good. She's really sweet. She's obviously like very like non-judgmental. She's like- openly flirty. Openly flirty, sure. Maybe, maybe girls picked up differently on it than I did. Jen was just threatened by how confidently flirty Deborah was. That's possible. And, and I texted... Jen was feeling baby driving. I texted her friend and I legitimately said, okay, how would you describe... Um, just one second. I tell you, she's not trashy in Downton Abbey. Well, she kind of is. No, she's not. She's precocious. Uh, 
Trashy's not a nice word. I shouldn't use it. No, it's awful. I said (laughs) to her friend, okay, Kath, did you think the girl from Baby Driver was an innocent girl or an innocent girl next door kind of lady or trashy? And then I said, and what do you think mine versus Jen's opinion on it is? And she goes, ha ha ha, you think innocent girl next door, Jen thinks trashy. She says, and I agree with Jen. However, she was a very nice, sweet lady. A lot. Yeah, but... I need to know what the what the qualifier for trashy is in this situation because she doesn't meet any of my observances of what trashy is. Me neither. I'm in the dark about it. Still don't understand it. And like, like I think of like Buttercup from The Princess Bride. Like she's kind of the same character, and except for that Buttercup is an idiot. Royalty. But like, well, no, she's not royalty. She's not royalty. No, she's gonna be the princess when she gets married. That's oh, okay. The Princess Bride. Uh, she is like, like I don't even. They kind of remind me of each other, except for that. Deborah is smarter. Mm-hmm. Neither one is trashy. No. <laughs> no. Again. I think it's just the diner apron that's giving her the trashy vibe. She I expect so. her to be like sucking on a Tootsie roll and be like, so what's it gonna be, Toots? Yeah, I think so. I, I need to I need to relay all the of these things to her because You could play her this podcast. I, I think you're right. Yeah. I need to somehow transmit or transcribe this conversation <laughs> yeah. to her. Hmm, it seems like we can probably make that happen. That's true. I will make it happen. She has to listen to this. Um she Tweet also, us your thoughts. Is Deborah from Baby Driver trashy? Or sweet and girl next door. At Show Show Podcast. No, she's like a Betty from from the Archie comics. She's That's like, right. Yeah. She's like she knows who she is. She's confident. She's, she's a Betty. She's a Betty, but she's she is a girl next door type. She yeah. gets dragged into the situation. She's just got like a quiet life. Totally. But she's like realizes that baby driver is kind of her ride or die. Yeah. You know? Um He's the excitement that she's always wanted in her in her quiet life. Yeah. And also wants to get out of her current situation and he's kind of the baby yeah. driver to get her out. Um Jen just Ama- texted, amazing. Go ahead. Uh, Mindy Project was so disappointing. I'm so sad. Worst last episode. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, that she she was like obsessed with that show. Well, they made a lot of bad choices throughout, she, so I'm not she, super surprised. She was really excited about the finale. It seemed like everything was gonna line up. Yeah. So I guess it didn't go the way that was like super. Um, I don't know. Like you totally would have guessed that would happen. Super right. predictable. Right. That's the word I was looking for. It's kind of like Community. It wasn't as inspired as Community, but mm. the first two years are so fantastic, so yeah. so lovely and fun, and then it just fell apart. There's really funny parts all throughout still, Yeah, just because I'm like, it's on sometimes in the background while I'm doing other stuff, right. but yeah, you're right. Can I just make one more observation about, about Baby Driver Denver? Yeah, before we, before we get away? I um, wish you would. Some, somebody brought this up, and I think it's a very astute observation about why Baby has so many different pairs of sunglasses and so many iPods in the year 2017. And you might consider that when Baby was a preteen, he came to Kevin Spacey's character after getting caught stealing a bunch of cars. And when Baby was a preteen, what would be in a lot of cars that he might have stolen? iPods and sunglasses. Ah, cool. Yeah. That is a good one. Also, super weird that Kevin Spacey had involvements with a preteen. Oh, I shudder to think what went on on most sets that Kevin Spacey has worked upon. But I just mean like even the storyline, you're kind of like, oh, this this guy basically forced this kid to work for him. If you haven't seen Baby Driver, I won't I won't give away any spoilers, and it wouldn't hurt your enjoyment of the film anyway. Mm -hmm. In fact, now it might 
really enhance your enjoyment of the movie. But there's quite a brutal scene involving Kevin Spacey, which will be all the more gratifying in light of recent events. Yeah, that's fair. Shows? Let's get to it. Okay. Any any progress on getting us some production drops? For... <laughs> no, we talked about it. Actually, one of the points made was since Becky does the intro, shouldn't we get Becky to voice those? Yeah, in, in radio, you'd use the uniform voice. Right. Sure. So maybe we can get Becky to... Uh, if Be- Becky, do you consent? She can't hear us right now. I just wanted to see, hear if it was going to be like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, maybe she can voice those things. Let's write up some can, copy. Then we can get those Becky produced. Becky can voice them. There's literally three. I have them in an email, and I can forward those to you. That'd be great. Okay, perfect. It's my turn to go first. Oh, is it? Okay. I think I'm going to start with the show I hated. Okay. Which was Difficult People. Yep. Uh, starring Billy Eichner. I guess I'll I guess I'll recap the pilot episode of Difficult People. Thirty seconds on the clock. I'm gonna go on go. Okay. Oh, are you doing this because you know I'm gonna do such a bad job of the other one? Or no, I, I just think that I just think it's a little easier to sum this one up. Okay. Uh, you're starting in three, two, one, go. This is a show about two people who live in New York, struggling comedian actor types who seem to hate absolutely everybody except for each other, this man and a woman. They go to a Broadway show together. They heckle the other people in the crowd. It just illustrates how completely miserable they are. Billy Eichner has recently broken up with his boyfriend, who seems like quite a swell person. Mm-hmm. She's having a, uh, a party. Uh, she, she wants to get out of going to this Oscar party, but they, they can't get out of it, so they go to it, and they invite too many people, and they disrupt the whole thing. <laughs> That wasn't great. So there was also... Oh, that actually went off there. What did I leave out? Oh, I left out the whole thing about uh, her Her mom is uh, Andrea... What's her face? Who's like just taken a course or something in how to be a, a, a therapist or <laughs> yeah, something. A, a, a hypnotist. Hip, hypnotherapist. Yeah. yeah, and so she tries to hypnotize Billy Eichner to get o- over his boyfriend yeah, and you, to stop eating pasta. You also forgot the... Uh, a scheme where they want to sell library water. Oh, right. Yeah. There's a fountain in our water, in our library and the uh, water tasted so good. The water good. was so delicious there. It wasn't good. No. It wasn't a good show. I, I found it funnier um, than I thought I would, but I like you couldn't do like you couldn't binge watch that could you well interestingly we brought it up last week because there was this and speaking of kevin spacey he's coming (laughs) up a lot unfortunately there was this really well-made compilation video of all the times they've ever roasted kevin spacey on difficult people which it would appear is a lot like an unbelievable amount of times over their short run yeah they have they have uh shown a light on kevin spacey's uh sketchiness and sketchiness and sometimes just like like them talking about the Kevin Spacey masterclass. Right, just him being pretentious, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's half of it. Uh, and previously I was like, wow, they really had it in for Kevin Spacey. They're really going after Kevin Spacey. And now after watching one episode, I don't think that's the case. I just think they name as many famous people as they possibly can. Yeah. Honestly, the celebrity references were exhausting. You found yeah. Oh, I just I was just on Twitter and I saw there was a small earthquake in Los Angeles, but don't worry, Emmy Rossum is fine. Right. That was pointless. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That was not a good. Uh, that was not a good joke. Um, Although I liked the Natalie Portman joke. The now this is Natalie Portman's comeback year. She previously didn't have work for nine years, and then she turned nine. <laughs> that was when she was nine years yeah. old. Yeah. I uh, I also liked the Blue Ivy joke. I thought that was funny enough. Yeah, it was distasteful. Yep. Yeah. As it should be in the show. 
I know. I just, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of interesting that the opening scene is uh, Billy Eichner running down Broadway and yelling at people. Yeah. I thought that like, hmm, this seems familiar. Right. But I've seen it done better. Do you have a moment for gay rights? I've given it enough time. <laughs> I like uh, him. I find him funny. And when I first was introduced to him, I super didn't like him. Because it was through Parks and Rec and he played the same character. Well, yeah. But now having gone back and rewatched Parks and Rec, I like that character again, Greg. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't get, I don't, I don't generally like screamy comedians. Right. I think it's kind of a, a cheap hack. Mm-hmm. But no, I find Billy Eichner really funny. Right. Uh, I just don't get this show. I don't. Maybe I don't like her. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it was also the first episode. Yeah. Let's give it that. Do you think it? It. I think they obviously work on the characters a lot from there too. Probably. I mean, it's very hard to create sympathy for such mean-spirited characters. Why do you think we enjoy shows about? about evil people do you feel like we're on the inside and like we're also making fun of natalie portman uh maybe i mean that's not even really making fun of like that was the most wholesome joke not a good example then it somebody else they made fun of kevin spacey no bad example (laughs) i want to make fun of him when when they when they are mean-spirited towards people the kids at the broadway show when they're rude you also don't want to pay 125 dollars to go to see a play and sit in front of some kids it's it's a little bit of a they're saying what we're all thinking right idea which is supposed to be what comedy is yeah but why do we feel so drawn in by this this cruelty because we wish we had the backbone to be so cruel uh i I don't know. I think I think some of us just yeah like the idea of completely unleashing on someone without any repercussion. Yeah. So watching someone else do it is kind of satisfying. Well, I went to see a movie. I think it was Ant Man. I went to see Ant Man with my buddy, and it was it was by far the most shocking experience I've ever had with someone else in the theater being rude. It was just this woman there with her two kids. They're racing all over the place. They're talking to people. And she's doing jack shit about it and i've always regretted not like saying something to the manager because it completely ruined my experience watching ant-man it like it was destructive of my experience it's not like the kids were enjoying the movie because they're running they were just just completely out of control which i'm very sure is how they always are yeah because their mother does nothing about it right uh and if i were to pay to see hamilton yeah that would not be happening it's so easy to to just walk out like what like it looks like you're using the washroom. You just go out and you say, hey, there's two crazy kids in there. It's like, just insane it's what's super, happening. It's super apparent. Yes. Go in there, tell them to calm down or like, like kick this, her this kid leaned forward to me and he was like, what you doing? Uh, and, I, and I said, no. I was like, don't talk to me. <laughs> How old but that's all. They're, they're like seven. Yeah. But like, that's all I did. Right. I don't know why I had the spine to be rude to a kid, <laughs> but I couldn't like be the adult about it. Don't talk to me. I should have. I should have reported them to the police. <laughs> what you doing? Calling 911, sir. <laughs> Did you happen to notice that both of the shows we covered for tonight's podcast were produced by Dave Becky? Yes. That's an unfortunate coincidence. So Dave Becky is Louis C.K.'s manager? Louis C.K.'s manager. Do you know whose manager he is? Okay, let's go over it. Let's find. I have that. this saved. He is indeed Louis C.K.'s manager, and right now he's he's kind of scandalized because it appears he is a part of the cover up of a lot of Louis C.K.'s wrongdoings. Okay, he's also the manager of Kevin Hart, Aziz Ansari, right? Pamela John, Pamela John Laney, Pamela Adlon until today. Yeah. Nassim, oh, did Pamela Adlon drop? Dropped him today. Drop him. 
Nassim Pedrad, Horatio Sands, John Mullaney, Paul W. Downs, Nick Thune, Tom Papa, Bill Burr, Betsy Sidero, Issa Rae, Paul Britton, Matt Besser, Dave Attell, Maya Rudolph, Natasha Leone, Jake Johnson, Bo Burnham, Amy Poehler. Wow. He's powerful. Yeah. So who else has dropped him? Just, just Pam. Just Pam. So far. Which is interesting because she is notably very dear friends with Louis and has yeah. been supported by him for a long time. Has she spoken out about anything? Not about Louis, but she's no. dropped Dave Becky. She's obviously quite disgusted by him. Interesting. If we're going to talk about her, let's move on to the next the next show. Sure, let's do it. Um, let me take a second to try to, try to think exactly. I watched two episodes. I made the mistake of watching two episodes. That, can, that can throw you. It can. Um, so we got... Can I just like get you to like chime in when when I'm clearly struggling? Sure. You're like, you don't want to at all. But No, okay. I'll do that for you. I want the show to be good. <laughs> Thank you. Do it for the show. <laughs> all right. You're going to go on go. Three, two... The show is called Better Things. It stars Pamela Adlon, and it's on Hulu. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Okay, Pamela Adlon is a mother of three. She's very apparently uh, very successful in Hollywood. They own a huge house, and she is like a uh, consistent worker. Um, her daughters are basically three awful people. Um, they're, you'll see in the second episode, they're pretty much unbearable. Um, and she is just trying to keep it together for the whole family and is, uh, kind of a loving mom with kind of some side interests and, uh, is into drugs. You didn't need my help, nope. but you didn't, you didn't really recap, summarize it. the story. Uh, well, that's kind of why I was kind of lost. So I, I did a no, sum- okay. summation of the two episodes. It's okay. You, de- you definitely told us who she was. Uh, I mean, I think how autobiographical do you think the show is? It's created by her and Louis C.K. She's mm. playing a woman who's distinctly not named Pamela Adlon, but like, it just just by the fact that like part of her her working day is going to the recording studio and doing voiceovers for cartoon work. Yeah. Like when you hear Pamela Adlon doing cartoon voices, you think Spinelli. Is, uh, this this is her story, right? Is Pamela she's Adlon got, a, a working mom? Like a yeah, working single? She's got single daughters. Mom? At the end of the first episode, it said for my daughters. Oh, oh really? I missed that. Yeah. But so she's got three daughters herself. I don't know how many daughters she has. Oh my but I god! I think this is pretty autobiographical. Was the was the oldest daughter super painful in the first episode? Yeah, the oldest daughter. It, she asks her to get her pot. Yes, she's mom can you give me pot. <laughs> my friend's mom will get get her pot. That was that was don't funny. You want me to have good nugs? Good nugs. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. That was like semi bearable. Yep. No, uh, the, no. The the really the really ugly difficult thing was. Uh, she had friends over, and she appears to be like, I think hang- high. Well, definitely hang- is high. Yeah, with one of her girlfriends and a boy, and the girls are in their underwear. Right. And uh, her name's Sam. Is that her Pamela Adlon's character's name? Is Sam? Yes. She walks in, and she's like, she's obviously appalled and upset, but she doesn't embarrass her daughter. She just kind of makes some light small talk and then leaves. Yeah. Like I thought that was, and then I- starts texting like a guy who might be i made a note about about that particular sequence because in in this in this wave of of women speaking out about how they're mistreated and looked down upon and the double standards that exist for them there's an interesting element to that that was only recently brought to my attention and i i get it and it's got to do with this outspoken fear of parenting daughters mm-hmm. oh i would never want to have a daughter so much more work than having a son you got to worry about 
You know that you know that stupid old cliche, but when you have daughters, you got to worry about every dick. When you got a son, you only have to worry about one dick. Oh yeah, okay. it's like really, it's really distasteful. But like, I understand. I don't have kids, but I understand the impulse. I know where that comes from—the fear of having daughters—and it, right. it comes from living in this world where you hear on a daily basis uh, stories about powerful or not so powerful men mm-hmm. abusing their stature over women right. and mistreating them and you wouldn't want to be the parent of one of those daughters yeah but to say you wouldn't want to be in a situation like that is sort of victim blaming is it right. not it's kind of saying like oh, i don't want to have anything to do with that i don't want to worry about that yeah and that's kind of shrugging it off and that is wrong Alternatively, we live in this world right now where it's especially hard to be a woman. Mm-hmm. It's always been hard to be a woman. Mm-hmm. And so a scene like that yeah. where it illustrates how hard it is specifically to have a daughter yeah, and how it's harder to have a daughter than to have a son reminds me exactly of why that cliche exists. And I kinda Does hope, that make sense? Did I, I say that well? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I was just going to add on and say I kind of hope that that fear that exists right now you know, that fear from like powerful men yeah. just turns to respect. Like, I like, hope so. I hope it don't. Does. Don't you think that like young, young boys could just start being like, no, you just don't do that. Like, it's it, just yes. something that like you don't do. Like, it, it's a, so a that, learned when thing. You say it's that, behavioral. When you say that fear from men, do you mean like that concern that they might turn into predators? Totally. If, if they're or like called predators? I mean, like, yeah, like a powerful man being like i need to watch what i say and how i behave right turns into oh i'm your son i'm working for you or i'm like man taking notes from you that's another really on point thing Marin said on the wtf podcast yesterday just about he said look you can try to be a better person and if you don't think you're prepared you don't think you have what it takes to become a better person what you can do is behave yeah. You can behave yourself and maybe that'll make you a better person. And sure. I was like, that is really perfect. Totally. It's like, to- you know what the rules are. Yeah. You yeah. Know? You're, you're totally right. Yeah. Like, almost every evil <laughs> comes from impulsiveness, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. That's right. You know, like every, even, even like, you know, being defensive, that's all an impulse. Like if you can just stop yourself. Right. Then self-control i think will probably I just guide think, you through life i just think there's this really interesting dichotomy mm-hmm. it's like a juxtaposition almost of you can't blame the daughters that it's hard to have a daughter these days mm-hmm. for the same feminist uh philosophies that make you of course appalled by all of the female oppression in this world right you know what i mean like it's just kind of they don't really balance it's hard to have both yeah yeah did you like the show? I loved it. I thought the first episode was really good. Yeah. I thought it was a lot like Louie, which is, I think, one of the best shows that was on TV for three, four seasons? Yeah, at least four. Four seasons, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought Louie was one of the best shows, and I think this takes a page right out of its book. I think even one of the daughters, the, the youngest daughter, is was on Louie. Maybe. She, she looked, I think, exactly Except like for that she kids. wouldn't have been, she's too young to have been on Louie. I guess so. Yeah, unless she was the super young one. Yesterday we were watching Office Christmas Party, the movie last year with T.J. Miller. Yeah. There's like a little girl in it. Yeah. And Becky said to me, I think that's the same little girl from Elf. And I was like, this girl is younger than the movie Elf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no way she was that that old, that small 12 years ago. Yeah. I. What did you think about Office Christmas Party? 
was okay. It was good for some laughs. Yeah. It's just a romp. Yeah. I think Pamela Adlon has been long overdue for uh, the credit she deserves as a really fantastic comedic performer Mm -hmm. distanced from Louie. Yeah, well, so she did Californication, which yep. was which was kind of an intro, I think, to Louis. Yeah, and then, sure. And then Louis was like a really interesting role where she yep. kind of played like a spin off of that character. And then this is kind of her, but screwing up more because yeah. I found that the Pamela Adlon and Louis was like untouchable. Like she never really made mistakes. Well, it's interesting but. to hear you say that she's like a really successful person in Hollywood because. You're right. She has this great house and she's like clearly has jobs. Mm-hmm. But the one of the first scenes is her uh, at a casting call and she's not getting that part. Yeah. Well, I think she, she was possibly a childhood actor. Okay. Because remember that like scene, I think it was in the first one where, yeah, where she's like falling asleep with the daughter. Yeah. And, and she kind of dreams about this like guy being like, it's going to be me and you. And like, it's clearly the 70s. Right. He's like, it's going to be me and you. And we got this, like, I think he says something about an audition or. Well, and when she bursts in on the kids hanging out, they're clearly watching something of when she was younger. She says, I can't believe you were in this. And then she says, like, that's so crazy or something like her tagline. Right. Yeah, you're right. So that's what I picked up on. So I think just from the But she's at like a casting call and Julie Bowen gets the job. because Julie Bowen's blonde Mm -hmm. and everyone else is Janine Garofalo-esque. Right. And Julie, yeah, it's funny that Julie Bowen was in it. I kind of thought she might. But there's a lot of little cameos. Like, I was already enjoying it, and then Bradley Whitford showed up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is all the better. I kind of thought, like, oh, he's going to be a regular character in this. I don't think he is. No, no, he's definitely not. But there are a lot of people who who play themselves in it because it's a a Hollywood centric show. Yeah. And then they have big names play other characters as well. Yeah. Uh, What else do I have for, for for little notes? It was given the. 2016 Critics Choice uh, Award for Most Exciting New Series. Oh, cool. That's kind of cool. Right on. Uh, the Joni Mitchell song they use in the first episode. It's so interesting. They use the same Joni Mitchell song to underscore the the loneliness of being uh, a kind of identity-less, uh, family-focused woman mm-hmm. <laughs> who doesn't know her own sexuality anymore uh, for... Um, uh, what's her name in Love Actually? They use the same Joni Mitchell song for uh, I forget the actress's name, but it, like it's it's to underscore exactly the same emotion of really? being being this woman who has spent too much time being a mother that she doesn't really know who she is romantically anymore. Right. But I think she actually is like she's not letting on to other people that she's dating and stuff, but she is, isn't she? Right, I guess so. Well, she's got a backbone. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's like talking to the daughter in the bathroom after the first episode. Right. In the first episode. And she says something like, oh, I just got a call from Kevin. She's like, who's Kevin? She's like, it's Bridget's dad or something. She's like, ew. And she goes, yeah, that was a mistake. Yeah. So I feel like that, you know, she's kind of, she just doesn't let on to, you know, especially other people like Natasha Leone asks Wait, not Natasha Leone. Did I say Natasha Leone? You did say that, but that wasn't her. Who who is it? Um, that was that she was talking to in the casting call. It wasn't Janine Garofalo, was it? No, it looked like her. No, I think she's is she the one that dates? Um, she's like a pretty famous comedian. Yeah, she it? is. Totally forget her name. Okay. Anyway, um, because that lady asks her, 
aren't are you with Josh? And she's like, no, ew, oh, no, right. I'm married to my kids. Yeah. But then by the end of the episode, I think you're kind of thinking maybe she was with Josh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know who Josh When she's is. buying school supplies, she appears to be using an empty laundry basket as a shopping receptacle. Okay. And that's the thing I've never... I've worked in school supply stores before. I've never seen that, and I think it's very clever. I yeah. I think it's great. Where, yeah, where would that have even come from? Or maybe that was just like they needed a prop for the episode. And they just but it seemed like... I don't know. The, the, the sense I got from it was like, that's what this lady does. Yeah. She brings she the shopping basket to do her groceries. Doesn't care. It's kind of a great idea. Like you could bring it to the the grocery store and Everywhere. get all your, and put them all in this reusable, multi-purposed basket. That's true, but it doesn't have a handle, does it? Laundry like, baskets do. You're kind of just like holding it by the sides, aren't you? It has handles on either side though. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. You can so put that, a shoulder strap on. That it. might be our biggest takeaway from this episode. Yeah. We should like, start taking laundry Shop baskets. with your laundry basket. It's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm not on board with that. I got to okay. say. Right. I think I, there's huge carts. There's little little baskets. They have all the infrastructure there. Look, everybody's different. But you get to take <laughs> that basket home with you. <laughs> Look, everybody's different. Uh, I don't give my S to difficult people, but I definitely do to better things. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm willing to ride it out for difficult people. I think it... Like, I think if you get four episodes in, it starts to develop some character. Based on okay. the first episode, I can't say that I'm going to dive right into it again. But from what I've seen online, I think there's a good highlight reel. I'd watch it. And better things? Better things for sure. Okay. Although the second episode, honestly, bit of a hard slog because the daughters are unbearable. Right. I don't like bratty kids. That's yeah. always put oh, me off. They're, they're awful in the second really? episode. Yeah. It's like it makes you kind of want to scream at the TV. I bought this thing. I bought this game. It's this box of, uh, it's uh, from a company that makes games called Go! Exclamation mark. And okay. they, they are just trivia decks. And this is all television themed trivia cards. Are we going to play? Well, we can play. Like, I thought it might be cool to like end each show by like asking the audience to like tweet us trivia answers. And then oh. we'll we'll tell you like if you're the fastest to tweet us the answer we'll like dedicate the show to you or something. Cool. I don't know. We don't have like prizes. But... I like that. Do you want to try like like I'll take a card, you take a card, and then we both sure. ask each other a question. Here, take some cards. I want to do that as like an example. Now, bizarrely, uh, it's split into decades for categories. Oh, okay. And so we're gonna do a lot better in the '90s to now category as we are sure. in like the '60s. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah. Just uh, give me some questions. I'll see if we can answer any of these. Uh, which Canadian actress plays Christina in Grey's Anatomy? Uh, that uh, oh goodness, Sandra O. Oh. Nailed it. Yep. All right, Sandra O. Oh. How about uh, what was the worldwide audience of Baywatch in 1994? No, it was not. Like the number? Yep. Oh God, I don't know. Say say the biggest number you know. <laughs> A billion. Yes, people. it is a billion. A billion. It people says it watched. here over a billion. What? Yep. That is insane. All right, give me another one because I feel like that one was oddly specific. I you had like the ideal kind of. You're right. Question. You're right. You're right. Right. Uh, that's another Baywatch <laughs> question. <laughs> what? <laughs> is there a whole Baywatch section of this character? Uh, Blossom. I I might have been able to do Blossom. Really? Who played Kramer on Seinfeld? Michael Richards. Yep. The, the 90s to now questions are pretty good. What was the name of the oversized and outlandish character that Drew Carey works with in the department store? Mimi. Mimi Bobek. Mimi Bobek. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, what actress played the flying nun? Ooh. 
How famous is she? Super famous. Mary Tyler Moore? Nope. Uh, it was the 60s. Oh, um, Betty White? Nope. Uh, Long gone. Christopher Plummer? <laughs> <laughs> it was Sally Field. She's Sally the Field. Oh, yeah. I did know that. Yeah. Sally Field. Um, 30 Rock refers to the name of uh, what in the series of the same name? 30 Rockefeller Plaza? Yeah. The office building? Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is the kind of question where uh, the kind of questions we have to work with here. That's fun. I yeah. like it. Okay. So how do you want to do this? How do you? I think this is a game to play with the audience. You're right. Uh, we have 28 followers now on Twitter, and I checked, and we have no porn bots anymore. We're coming up sweet. in the world. Sweet. We got 28 legit followers. Real human followers. Thanks, the big 28. Yeah. Let, can we give a shout out every week and see if we're still at <laughs> if we're still at the big 28? We'll, uh, or or we'll update, and that's a liner that we're gonna have to have Becky voice. Okay. How many how many followers? <laughs> and every week we'll update it, and it might stay the same for like ten weeks. You're adding row. so much production to this show. Love it. Okay. Love it. Big right. drops. Okay. How do you want to do this then? Do you want to just uh, we'll ask a question? Uh huh. And uh, whoever can tweet us the correct answer fastest, love it. Gets what? Uh, a show show podcast T shirt. We don't have t-shirts. Okay, well, we might have to make them. Uh, yeah. No, okay, we'll we'll give them a shout-out on the next episode. Yeah, we'll just say you won. Yeah. Breaking rights. Totally. And we'll, yeah. Yeah. You, you, won, you win the next episode. Okay. This episode's in honor of... Yeah. Candy Candy underscore XOXO. <laughs> who answered the No, question. we don't have those people oh, anymore. Oh, you're right. They okay. don't listen to our show anymore. <laughs> Legit listener. Okay, pick a, pick a question for, okay. our, for our inaugural question you have to tweet this answer to at show show podcast if you're the fastest to do it uh next week's show will be dedicated to you great i think this one's pretty good okay what star trek standout had a leading role in boston legal Ooh, i know the answer so do i tweet it to at show show podcast and uh in the meantime never trust will smith never trust will smith actually jen's (laughs) I'll just I'll just go into a quick story. Okay, great. Jen, Jen was talking to her other little cousin, and uh, he was freestyling. Sure. And she said he actually got pretty aggressive. <laughs> like he like he like whispered to his mom at one point. Like he stopped and he was like, "Oh, I was gonna say something really bad." But that, <laughs> and then he whispered to his mom, and what he was going to say was, "Your family sucks." <laughs> <laughs> so that is pretty ag- that's a big diss so to try yeah, yeah. like at that age it's yeah. pretty much the worst thing you could say yeah so what jen <laughs> jen and her aunt tried to do to like deter him from bad rapping was they put on millennium okay. and and started rapping along with it and he just walked out of the room ah uh, never trust will smith never trust will smith